morning. This is Doug Chabot with the Gallatin National Forest Avalanche Forecast on Thursday, March 9th at 6.45 a.m. This information is sponsored by Pine Edge Cabins, Fagawi Snowmobile Club, and Gallatin Valley Snowmobile Association. This forecast does not apply to operating ski areas. At 5 a.m., there is one inch of snow in Cook City and two to three inches in Big Sky to West Yellowstone. Wind is 5 to 15 miles per hour from the south to southwest, with the exception being the Bridger Range, where an east wind is blowing 20 to 30 miles per hour. Temperatures are 0 to 5 degrees Fahrenheit. Today will be partly cloudy and light wind, with temperatures reaching the high teens. Snowfall late tonight will drop an inch up north and three inches in the southern ranges. Two days in a row of sun was a nice change of pace from steady snowfall. Last night's 0.1 to 0.2 inches of snow water equivalent in Big Sky and West Yellowstone, along with diminishing wind, will not adversely affect the snow stability. Weak layers of faceted snow and surface horror will be less sensitive to triggering today, but it would be foolhardy to forget about them. Yesterday, gusty wind made a few wind slabs that were naturally triggered in highlight and were seen in Cook City. On Tuesday, Ian and I rode upon a freshly triggered three-foot-deep avalanche in Lionhead that was underneath a cornice and likely broke on a buried weak layer giving its propagation. These layers are buried the deepest in areas where it has snowed the most. Last week's large avalanches were a stark reminder that old weak layers, like the surface horror that was buried January 8th, can come alive with enough of a load. Every layer has a breaking point. In Cook City, I measured 11 inches of snow water on this layer and a crown that a skier triggered at an avalanche on last Saturday. In highlight, Dave measured over 8 inches of snow water in a large avalanche that caught and partially buried a skier. And yesterday in Bacon Rind, my partner and I measured 4 inches of snow water above the surface hoar in a snowpack that had good stability. Good because it was not loaded with double or triple the water weight we found in Cook or Highlight. We do not expect you to measure the snow water equivalent, but I mention it to illustrate how heavy loads can breathe life into seemingly forgotten weak layers. Deep, hard slab avalanches are vicious. My palms sweat thinking about triggering one. These are low probability, high consequence avalanches, a description you will hear often as we describe deep slab avalanches. More likely are slides involving wind-drifted snow or recently buried weak layers in the upper foot of the snowpack, which Dave found in highlight. So what are you going to do? The first thing is avoid wind-loaded slopes. Number two is dig and see if there's a new weak layer in the top one to two feet of the snowpack. And third is think about staying out of steep terrain in areas that have seven or more feet of snow. For today, the avalanche danger is rated moderate since triggering avalanches remain possible. Please share avalanche, snowpack, or weather observations via our website. You can email us at mtavalanche at gmail.com or leave us a phone message at 587-6984. And thanks for listening.